Could it be you're living in fear because you have not embraced God's perfect love? The minute God tried to love on you, you push him away. And the reason why we push God away is because we treat God like he's a man. Because other people have hurt us, so we don't want to love. So when God tries to love on us, we push him away like he's that person that hurt us in the past. So we don't experience love. Manifested Glory Worship Center. Kingdom focused, kingdom minded, kingdom living. This is Manifested Media. And you are now listening to Pastor Damon C. Johnson, founder and senior pastor of Manifested Glory Worship Center. So we, today we are concluding our series on overcoming fear and overcoming worry. And so my sermon title today is simply Stir It Up. Stir It Up. We live in a world today where people are afraid or fearful of a whole lot of things. And believe it or not, there are certain things that bring on this fear. One of the things that bring on fear is instability. Instability breeds fear. So when I'm unstable in the area of my life, it brings on fear. I'll give you an example. So if I'm unstable in my finances, if I don't know where the next dollar is going to come from, it makes me unstable, and that brings on a level of fear. If I'm unstable in, my, in a lot of my areas of my life, it breeds this thing called fear. Something else that breeds fear is insecurity. Insecurity breeds fear. If I'm insecure about an area of my life, here's an area where, where some people struggle. Some people are insecure in their relationships. Amen, lights and walls. Y'all woke this? Okay. All right. Some people are insecure. So, you know, if the brother goes to the grocery store, she got to go with him because she thinks he's calling somebody else. Insecure. Uh, uh, he, she better not speak to nobody when we go to this party because she probably messing with him. Insecure. That breeds fear. Amen. Fear thinking that, oh, they're going to leave me. Oh, they're going to go to somebody else. That's brought on by something called fear. That's right. I must be parking in some of y'all spots because y'all quiet. <laughs> it, it's, it's all right. We were here to overcome it. So I, I, I'm here today to encourage you with the words that Paul used to encourage his son in the gospel. Called, his name was Timothy. If you have your Bibles, turn me to 2 Timothy, the first chapter. We're going to just park in one verse. That's all we need. We're going to have some other verses, but we're going to just park in this one verse for today. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, we're going to read verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. When you get it, please say, I got it. If you're still turning, say, hold up. All right, no problem. If you go into your New Testament, once you get back to, uh, after you get past Corinthians, you get to Ephesians, then the next, you get to Thessalonians, and you're real close, and the next book should be 1 Timothy. Amen. 1 Timothy, we go into 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. If you don't have your Bibles, we will definitely have it on the monitors for you. This is what the Bible says. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sound mind. According to our text, fear is not just an emotion, but fear is a spirit. Where's the spirit of fear at? The spirit of fear. Go get the spirit for me. There you go. 
Mm-hmm. See, I'm not saying that fear is not an emotion because we know fear is an emotion because you feel fear. Okay? But fear is precipitated by the spirit that it represents. And it's represented by this spirit, the spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. So, so, so let, me, let me tell you how this whole thing works. See, if you only view fear as an emotion, you're never, and you never view it as a spirit, then you'll never get to the root of the problem. Let me tell you about your emotions. Your emotions don't have intellect. Emotions just react. Okay? That's why they're always changing. They change to whatever they're reacting to. So if I'm, if something happened that's great or, or that makes me happy, then my emotions react to that, and I'm now emotionally happy because something happened that made me happy. But the reverse is in play too. So if something negative happened, it triggers my emotion, and my emotions are always changing based off of what's going on. Now, because fear is a spirit, you have to deal with the spirit in the realm that it exists. You have to deal with it in the spirit realm. And so let me show you that the spirit realm is, your emotions are affected by the spirit realm. So let me tell you what this guy, what he does is he comes and he feeds your emotions. It's a spirit that's feeding your emotions negative things or fear. And what he does is this what he does. Let's just say this is the thing you're scared of. He takes it, and he feeds it to your emotions. He feeds it to your emotions, and now every time you see a snake, you are fearful. You know why? Because the spirit of fear gave this to your emotions. Now your emotions are reacting to what the spirit gave it. So now you're scared of this. You're fearful of it. Let me show you that. The spirit realm affects your emotions. If you ever had an encounter or an experience with the Holy Spirit, it affects your emotions. Whenever you have an interaction with the Holy Spirit, some people cry, some people scream out, some people react in different ways, but that's all attached to their emotions, and that all happened through a spirit. So I'm trying to get you to see that the spirit realm affects your emotions, and your emotions affect your actions. That's how this whole thing works. So the spirit of fear. Now, 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 let me tell you something about your emotions because most people can't get a hold of their emotions. Mm-hmm. Mm. See, 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 let me tell you something. If you only focus on your emotions, you're going to set yourself up for failure. Your emotions are supposed to be like a smoke detector. You know what a smoke detector does? It's an indicator. A, a smoke detector, indica- it triggers it, and it says, something else is going on, beep, 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 or how it, it makes a sound. <laughs> but it makes a sound and lets you know there's a deeper problem. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what we do? We don't focus on the problem. We just focus on the smoke detector. It's getting on my nerves. Somebody take the batteries out. Oh, I'm going to cut the wire because I don't want it to annoy me. And so I'm going I'm to turn off the emotion. But the emotion is trying to let me know there's something else going on. Yes. That's right. yes. And that's what our emotions are, are designed to do. They're just indicators. There's, they're indicators that there's something deeper going on. Well, that's happy or sad. But the problem is that we never address the deeper problem. We only look at the emotions. And so this guy can wreak havoc in our life because we never deal with him in the realm he exists. 
We never go in the spirit realm and say, I got to attack this spirit of fear where it lives in the spirit realm. And you got to be able to bind the spirit that's controlling your emotions. We don't do that. We just deal with our emotions and then we accept the emotions like, well, this is who I am. Your emotions not who you are. Your emotions just react to what's happening in your life. But we don't look at emotions that way. We don't know. That's just who I am. I'm, I'm just always angry. No, it's a spirit behind that. No, I'm, 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 I'm shy. I'm timid. No, it's a spirit behind that. So we, 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 we're going to dive deep, and we're going to get some help in this area called fear. Now, now the Bible out text to us that God has not given us this spirit called fear. So if fear is ruling your life, it's not of God. If, if this thing is controlling you, then that is not from God and it's not of God. And we need to get rid of it so it don't have control in our lives no more. Now, why is Paul telling Timothy this? Let's look at verse 6 of our same text. Put verse 6 on the screen for me. Look what, look what Paul told Timothy. He says, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying of my hands. So what's going on here is Paul is reminding Timothy that he needs to stir up this gift. Now, why is he telling this? Because Timothy was not functioning on all cylinders. Timothy had spiritual capacity and spiritual ability that he was not using because of fear. Fear had limited Timothy's performance. Timothy was not maximizing his potential. And it's not that Timothy didn't have it. He just wasn't using it because he was afraid. Mm-hmm. He wasn't using it because it wasn't stirred up. Mm-hmm. And so, now, Timothy, now, so let me tell you how this thing works. When the spirit of fear comes, he comes and he plays on your emotions. That's right. And when he plays on your emotions, what, what, and, and, what, it's, it's not going to come out to you like fear. You're not going to say, well, I'm afraid. This is what you'll say. You say, I'm just a little apprehensive. <laughs> so you change it up. Oh, I ain't, I ain't scared. I, 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 I'm just, I'm reserved. Oh, I'm timid. That's really the spirit of fear that's affecting your emotions, that's stopping you to reach your full potential. God has called everybody in here to do something, and we're scared to do it because of this guy. Because you're inadequate. Uh-huh. That's what he speaks in your spirit. Unqualified. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Too young. Mm-hmm. Too old. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but you don't know the Bible well. You can't talk to anyone about Jesus. You can't help anyone. Yes. He convinces you. So he speaks those things to your emotions. Yes. And your emotions react to that. Your emotions say, you know what? He's right. I can't do it. I am inadequate. Failure. I failed the last time, so what makes I'm going to do it right the next time? It wasn't successful the last time, so it can't be successful this time. And so what Paul is saying here is that there's a gift that God has given us. There's a, been a deposit made in us that God has put, placed in us that needs to be stirred up. Now, this is your gifting and your spiritual endowment. Now, here's the thing. Your deposit needs to overrule fear. Now, God placed something inside of you. 
That's a deposit. This is you. The problem is, it's at the bottom. It's been sitting so long, it's just dormant. Because the gifts have not been stirred up. They just they rest on the bottom. Now understand, they were deposit when you were born. It's been waiting all this time for you to realize that they're there. And they've been there. The, the, they're the reason why you're here. Understand that God didn't just create you just so you could take up space in the earth. You were created with purpose. Everybody in this room, guess what? What's inside you, we all need. But we can't get it if you don't realize it's there. And so, this guy, what he does, he brings fear. And fear just takes over. Fear's rolling around inside your soul, inside your head, and it's just taking over because the gifts have not been stirred. <laughs> now, according to Paul, he said, we got to stir up the gifts. <clears throat> See, the spirit of fear don't want you to stir it. Because if I stir it, it's going to cancel out the fear that he yes. placed inside me. Yes. Yes. See, he, 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 so what he does is he keeps adding more fear. See, he'll stop your hand from stirring, and he'll keep adding fear. So then you, then you say, you know, I don't, need to, I don't need to touch that. So I never stir it. Never stir up the gift that God placed inside me. Never get things moving. And you know what happens when things sit stagnant for a while? It breeds insects. Stale water, that's where the mosquitoes breed. And that's what he wants. He wants you when you see it, you just see a mosquito patch or, or something that's, and, and it becomes, after a while, water becomes stale. It stinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wants you to believe that this is what I'm supposed to be. Fearful. Not having anything stirred up in me. But God says, I place something inside you. Now, I'm going to come back to that. Because, I, I, because this is where most of us are. I don't want to stir it yet because most of us have not been stirred. Most of us like that where fear has controlled us to the point where we don't think that what's inside us is good or that what God is placing on is not even there. So we have to understand something here, church. We have to understand what God placed on the inside of us. Do you realize there's so much potential in you that you can't use it all up in this lifetime? You can scratch the surface, but God has, has, has put something inside of you, and he wants you to discover it. And when you discover it, then you got to come down here and say, now, 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 now he's going to try to control you. But greater is he that's in you yes. than he's in the world. See, he can't handle the word. All you got to do is quote the word to him, and he can't handle it. Uh, 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 I'm more than a conqueror, sir. Uh, God's not giving me the spirit of fear. The <laughs> spirit of love, power, and love. Look what happens when I stir it up. It's drowning out the fear. It's all because I stirred up what's inside of me, the gifts. See, a lot of us, our hand has been stopped. And we can't stir because we have allowed fear to overtake us. So let's get back to our text. So you have Timothy here. 
Paul is trying to encourage Timothy because Timothy is unsure of himself. Timothy is being, it has become timid. And Paul says, brother, you got to stir it up. Say that for me. Say stir it up. Stir it up. Mm-hmm. Timothy walking around thinking he's supposed to be this way. Timothy walking around. Here's the thing. There's, there's strength inside Timothy, but he don't know it's there. Let me, let, me, let, me start talking about, let me talk about you. Let me talk about us. Do you realize that there's authority in you? But yet you're not walking in boldness. Why are you not bold? How come every time somebody asks you to do something and they, oh, no, 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 me? Who, who, who voted for me? <laughs> you, you want me to do that? Yeah, you. And listen, I'm not beating nobody up. I was the same way. God came to me and said, hey, I want you to start a church. I said, who, me? You sure you want me to start a church? Hot temper, me? Quick. To, to, to get lean on somebody, me? You sure me, God? He said, son. And I'm going to tell you, I told God no. I said, I ain't doing it. Because I allowed this guy to, to, to mess with my gifting. I knew it was inside. I knew it was there. But I wanted to ignore it because I realized that if I start stirring things, it'll be a greater demand on my life. Mm-mm. And I don't want no demand on my life. Don't want no more responsibility than I already have. God, I barely got time now. Now you want to give you more time? Give your people more time? They don't want to listen, God, you want me to give time to people that don't want to give me anything. And you want me to do no, God, uh-uh, I'm not doing it. God said, I got your number. You're gonna do it whether you want to or not. I'm not gonna let you sleep till you tell me yes. And this is the God on the truth. For six months straight, I could barely get at least, I couldn't get no more than two hours of sleep at night. The minute I told God yes, and I had to overcome this thing, I was able to rest. And what I had to do was I had to find a revelation in this scripture and said, I'm not going to allow this spirit to mess with my emotions, to keep me from my potential and keep me from my purpose that God has placed me on the earth to do. And so he, he wants to guard this thing. And so you got to be able to take it back from him. He said, it's not yours. This is me. Amen. And God has called me to stir. And he's going he to back up. Because he don't want the old me to resurrect. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so it's his best bet to fall back. And let me get the stirring up the gift that's inside me. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So, so the question is, how do I know I'm being influenced by this spirit of fear? Let me put it in football terms. You're always living on defense. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, when, you, when, you, when you're on defense, you never have the ball. Defense means I'm not advancing to my goal. That means I'm just reacting to what the other team is doing. And that's what we do. See, when we live in our life on defense, we're not calling no plays. We're just calling on based off of what he tells us, what our emotions is dictated by this guy. So we're just reacting. Defenses are always busy, but they're just busy responding. I move this way, then you move. Then, then, he, then, then, I move, then he move this way, then I got to react to what he's doing. 
No, 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 no. God wants us to have the ball. We need to be on the offense and, and see, but this is where our problem comes in. Our problem comes in because when God made a deposit in us, when he gave us a gift, he gave it to us in seed form. And because we gave it in seed form, we don't think it has any value. And so we don't bother with it because it's, we think it's small. So, so God had placed something inside of you that's great, and you look at it and say, ain't really that much. Not compared to what she got or what he got. But guess what? Their thing started as a seed too. But they cultivated the seed, and the seed grew. So now you're just seeing the, the, the results of a seed that has developed and matured. But you received a seed. And here's the thing. God won't hand you the watermelon. He'll hand you the watermelon seed. You got to realize that the, the watermelon is inside the seed. If I plant the seed, that watermelon, will, it will turn into a watermelon. Inside that watermelon will be more seed. And if I plant that, now I got more watermelons, but it starts with one seed. And that's called potential. Inside of you is potential. Inside of you, the seed that God has planted is inside you, but you have not cultivated it. You have not done anything with it. Listen, those things you dream about, how come you're not acting on them? Those giftings you know that's inside of you. Half of y'all can sing. Some of y'all can write. Some of y'all should be writing books. You, some of you, should, your, your life experience is enough to bless somebody else's life. You realize that? But you're sitting on it because you said, not, not me. Don't do it. Yeah, this guy just can influence you. Have you all, you, you have business ideas, have not done any, haven't even wrote it down yet. You have God's place inside you, a creative mind where you can, even things on your job, you're like, you know what, well, we could do this better, but you don't even speak up. Because they this don't want to hear you. This guy. And what he has done is he has influenced you. He's controlling your emotions. Every time you're ready to take a step out, he talks to you. Inadequate. <laughs> mm -hmm. Undereducated. Mm hmm. You so, can't do it. And so what you do is you do this. A couple steps back. Even though you were moving towards what God has called you to, and you felt the press inside you. That's, see, that those seeds will press against you. You'll feel the press. You're like, man, I should be doing something more than what I'm doing. There got to be more than life than this. And that press is inside you. And the minute you begin to act on that press, this guy comes in. And he puts his hand over your cup so you can't stir up what God has put. See, God's trying to wake up what's inside of you. But you allow this guy to stop it. And it's the spirit of fear. So we got to move beyond that and we got to get the ball and we got to move forward. So let me read, let me, somebody say stir it up. Stir it up. So let me read the scripture to you again. It says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he's given a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. The spirit of power. So Taj is the spirit of power. <laughs> now, let me, let me read to you what the definition, according to Webster, is what power is. Power is the ability to do or to act. The capacity to do something or accomplish something. Okay? Power is legal ability, authority, Delegated authority granted to a person or persons in a particular office or capacity. 
That's what power is. So the Bible says God is not giving you the spirit of fear, but he's giving you the, the spirit of power. The power, and what is power again? The capacity and the ability to accomplish what you're supposed to accomplish. It's legal authority. So God is giving you legal authority to accomplish everything that he's placed inside you to do. But we have not talked to the spirit because we're only dealing with this guy. Then he says, I give you the spirit of power and I give you the spirit of love. Now, Kim is love. Now, let me tell you what love says. Put, put it on the screen for me. Don't, you don't have to turn it. Put, put it on. Put 1 John chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. I'm going to read you a scripture about love. Look what it says here. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. This is what the word says. Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made Perfect love, been made perfect in love. Mm. Go to the next verse. We love him because he first loved us. So if you're living in fear, now go, go back to 18 because I want to I actually do this for a moment. Let me just point out something here. There's no fear in love, but love casts out. Perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made in perfect love. Could it be that you're fearful because you have not accepted God's love? Could it be you're living in fear because you have not embraced God's perfect love? The minute God tries to love on you, you push him away. And the reason why we push God away is because we treat God like he's a man. Because other people have hurt us, so we don't want to love. So when God tries to love on us, we push him away like he's that person that hurt us in the past. So we don't experience love. So, so power, love, and the last one is a sound mind. Now, let me, let me, I got to park here for a moment. Give me a moment to, to, to give you what the Lord gave me on a sound mind. A sound mind is connected to your way of thinking. So victory and defeat is not in your circumstances, it's in how you think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, can, can, can I give you an example of this? Eve in the garden. I know I always go back to Genesis because Genesis is the beginning. You can always find something out of, out of Genesis. So let me tell you what happened in the garden. When you read chapter 2 of Genesis, every time God is addressed, he's addressed as Lord God. Lord God, the Lord God, the Lord God, the Lord God, the Lord God, all throughout chapter 2, right? So put on the screen for me, chapter 3, verse 1. I'm going to show you all something. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God has made, has made. He's addressed as Lord God, Lord God, Lord God, Lord God, Lord God. But when Satan talks to Eve, look how he changed that. Look what it says. It says, and he said to the woman, it's talking about Satan, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. He dropped Lord and just left God. Let me explain what that does. See, Lord means I have authority and ownership over something. That's why for those who are running your home, you have a landlord. The landlord has authority and possession of where you're living. And so when you call God, Lord God, you're saying you have authority and possession over me, God. So to remove that, you remove the authority of God's life hand on your life. Will you just call him God? 
Uh-huh. So, Satan says he was, he's very subtle. Now, no, most people wouldn't even pay no attention to that. They say, oh, he, they call him God. You know, what's the difference? So, because he just called God God and he took the Lord off, let's see how Eve responds. Go to the next verse. Verse 2. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Go to the next verse. But the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God have said, you shall not eat, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. So now she's talking like the devil. See how subtle that was? You didn't pay attention to that. So what does that mean? What does this mean in this context? So that means I'm no longer, God is no longer Lord of my life, so he no longer has authority over my life in the way he used to have it. Deacon Luke is a police officer, right? If he had on his uniform and he, caught, he pulled you over and said, you need to slow down because he has authority, you'd be like, okay, I need to slow down. <laughs> now, if Deacon Luke lost his job, and we're not speaking that because you know, you know, you're good to go. <laughs> if he lost his job and pulled over to you and said, hey, you need to slow down, you'd be like, man, go about mind your business. You know why? Because the authority has been removed. And so, even though it's the same person saying the same thing, you're going to respond differently because of the authority he used to have. Is is it sinking in? So, when God has said something and he's no longer Lord, then it doesn't have the same effect on you that it had when he was the Lord. Mm -hmm. So, Eve walked past this tree probably a hundred times, never paid the fruit no mind, because the Lord God told her not to touch it. And that's the authority that he had in her life. The minute that Lord was dropping God, now she looked at the tree like, maybe it ain't that bad. Walk past the same tree, the same fruit, a million times. So now it looks different. God didn't change. She, her thought pattern changed. She's operating in a sound mind. Because you don't have a sound mind, she's looking at it like, hmm, maybe it's not that bad. That's what happened to the church. He's no longer Lord to us. He's just God. So what he said was bad. We were looking at like, maybe it's not that bad no more. Amen. Amen. Because we have removed the lordship that he had over our life. And listen, he has not changed, nor did the fruit change. Nothing changed, but I'm thinking about it. Because we've lost our sound mind. Mm-hmm. Y'all quiet in this Presbyterian church. I'm talking to some of y'all spots. You need to make him lord again of your life. When you make him Lord, that he has authority, and now what he said will hold true to you. But when you just call him God, that's religion. Religion operates, you just call him God. Because religion wants you to have all these rules and all these practices, but no relationship. Relationship comes out of lordship, when you make him Lord of your life. So I got to make him Lord God. And so it's very important that we have a sound Mind. Let me also let me now that's talking about the spirit realm. Let me talk about the natural of a sound mind. Have you anybody here ever tried to diet? <laughs> or try to exercise? If you don't have a sound mind, it ain't gonna work. If you don't set your mind, so you gotta change your thought patterns about that thing. If you say, you know what, I'm gonna go work out today. If you don't have a sound mind, that at that moment will that thought will last for a second and you're going right to uh, hip hop chicken. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Because you didn't have a sound mind when you thought about it. You, you just said it just was a thought. 
Some of you all are saying, you know what? You know, I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop cussing. I'm going to stop doing I'm going to stop doing that. If you don't have a sound mind, it won't work. You gotta be able to have a sound mind. Let me show you another scripture because this is gonna help us. Put it on the screen for me. Put um, uh, Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. Just put it up there. Look, look at what this says. It says, For the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Go keep going. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God, bringing, this is what I want to get to, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So what happens is you have thoughts that float through your mind. Those thoughts that are unlike Christ, you got to get them captive. That means hold them hostage and then make them obey Christ. That's what it says there, right? It says, Every bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So, so let's say you say, okay, I want to start losing some weight. That's a thought. I got to bring that thought into captivity. So you know what? I'm going to hold you, and you're going to be obedient because the Word says that I can do all things through Christ to strengthen me. And so you got to make that thing align with the Word. Many times we just have a thought and let it float around. And we never bring it into captivity so it never materializes in our lives. Because that's all about having a sound mind. Amen. We have to have this sound mind. Now, I'm, you ain't got to turn it, but let me just tell you, in Colossians, I think, verse, chapter 3, verse 2, it says that we have to set our mind. Set our mind. No, 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 no. Let me tell you something. When you set your mind, set your mind is like setting an alarm clock. Most of us have, have set an alarm clock one, at some point in our lives. We set the alarm so we can go off at a certain time so we can get up and do what we got to do. But once you, here's the thing about an alarm clock. Once you keep setting it, you keep setting it for a certain time. After a while, you don't need it no more. Your body will normally wake up that time. I wake up the same time every day. It don't need no alarm clock because I used to set the alarm, and now I don't need to set it because it's now programmed in me. So that's the same thing with your thought pattern. Sometimes you have to set your thoughts. Set them, and you set them on the things of God, and you keep setting them on the things of God, and after a while, you don't need to set it no more. This is going to come automatic. Those things will come automatic, but that's all connected to having a sound mind. The problem is we don't operate in a sound mind. We wishy-washy. Thought go this way, we go with the thought. The wind blow this way, we blow that way with the wind. This go this way, the wave blows that way, we go wherever it goes. Not having a sound mind. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You can't be double-minded. You got to pick one side. You can't, you know. So if, if I came in here today and said, all right, you know what? Starting next week, we're going to bring goats and donkeys in here. We're going to worship them. If y'all went with that, there's something wrong with y'all. Like, you know, this cat had lost his mind. We're going to find another church to go to. But some people might go, you know what? You know, the pastor said, it'll make, maybe it's cool. And they're going to roll with it. Then the next week, I come here and say, you know what? We're changing up. We're now going to eagles. We're going to worship eagles in here now. All right, cool. Now we're going to worship eagles. All right, when everybody come in here, you got to come in here with a clown nose and, and clown shoes. All right, everybody come in clown nose. You know, I, hey, look, I'll, I'll make, we're going to make a rule with the J's, man. I like J's now. But you see what I'm saying? You got to have a sound mind. I'm like, no, that don't sound like God. That don't align with God's will. And if I got a sound mind, then I, even those thoughts that may come, I'm going to bring them things into captivity. And make those thoughts obey God. You know you have authority over your thoughts? Amen. You got to know that. Oh, no, I, I, I'm thinking all these crazy thoughts. Well, you can stop thinking those crazy thoughts. 
or bring those thoughts that you are, are crazy into captivity. You know, some people say, you know, I, I got voices speaking to me. Speak back to them. Tell them voices, hey, no, 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 not, not, not here. This is God's house. <laughs> and, 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 and thoughts, if you say anything cap, that's contrary to God, I'm going to bring you into captivity. I'm going to put you in prison until you start lining with God's will. You got to have control. So, God's not giving us the spirit of fear, but he's giving us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. God's giving you the advantage. It's three to one. It's three to one. And if you... And if you don't realize that, then you'll always be under the control of this one spirit. That's right. Wear out your emotions, keep you in a place of fear, in a place of captivity, all because you have not stirred that gift up inside you. And when you stir up the gift, then you awaken these guys. And when these guys wake up, they say, you know what? It's three of us and one of him. And he got to go. So y'all got to get with him. You see how that works? It's three of them. It's three against one. And you know love ain't going to try to fight him because love, love married to him. <laughs> love, love supposed to be found out beating him up. No, nah, I'm going to love him to a good place. Love, you supposed to be beating him up too. That's all right. Power to sound mine got with him. No, no, I, I love everyone, <laughs> even the spirit of fear. <laughs> love is good. That's why that's the Bible says love is patient, it's kind, it's long-suffering, it's not boastful, doesn't keep a record. That's all things love is. Love, next time you got to jump in fear. You give him a kick or something. Kick him in the shin or something. Well, anyway, I, I, I'm done, y'all. I, I, I'm, I'm done. But I, I came here. I hope that I was able to show you something about overcoming your fear. First of all, understand that fear is more than an emotion. It's a spirit behind that thing. And that, that spirit is, is feeding your emotions all these negative thoughts so you can live in this place, in this space called fear. If you decide, I'm tired of being fearful, I'm tired of worrying, I'm tired of dealing with all this anxiety and can't sleep at night, the first thing I want you to do is you got to deal with that thing in the spirit realm. You got to be able to say, spirit of fear, I bind you in the name of Jesus. (laughs) You have no authority over my emotions. You have no authority over me. And I'm sending you back to the pit of hell where you belong. Amen. Amen. You got to be able to have that type of boldness. Then once you're done binding him, once you bind him, that means he's, he, he, he can't move. That's when you, that means he can't stop your hand from staring. That means you got to get in there and start staring. Those gifts that God placed on the inside of you. Guess what? You said to me, Pastor, well, how, how do my gifts grow? Every time you come here, you've watered your, your seed. When the last time your seed been watered? Mm-hmm. Amen. Man, I'm going to leave that one alone. But every time you come here, you get a word from God. That's watering your seed. Your seed should be growing and maturing. And think about this. If your seed is growing, the space where fear used to live, there's no more space for fear because now my seed is growing. And it's expanding and it's taking over that space where fear used to be. Then after I begin to nurture my seed, I got to say, God's given me three more spirits that's powerful than the spirit of fear. Love, power, and a sound mind. And I got to get those guys activated. 
and get them working to beat this fear thing. Church, you can overcome fear. You can overcome anxiety. You can overcome worry. But you got you to use the principle that God has given us in his word. And he says, I have not given you that spirit of fear. But this is what I have given you, a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. When the last time you used your spirit? And, and answer this for me one time. Oh, say this for me one time. Say, stir it up. Yeah, I need you to stir it up. Come on, stand on your feet. Stir it up.